Having a well-behaved child obviously makes parenthood a lot easier. And today I wanna to give you the top five things that you can do and don't do to have a well-behaved child. Number five is to focus on the relationship. If you have a good relationship, the child will behave. If you have a bad relationship, if there's bad attachment between you and the child, then they're likely to misbehave. One of the simple ways in which you can do this in the moment is to connect before you redirect. You connect, you get a good relationship with the kid, and then you redirect them into what you want. If your kid's doing something you don't want, sit down next to them and join them in that experience and then direct them to something else. If on the other hand, you don't have that good relationship in that moment and you just come in and try to get them to do something else, they're gonna resist. If you can focus always on the attachment between you and your child, then they'll wanna do good in relation to you, not for you, but because they feel a part of the team. If you can notice when your child is out of attachment with you, maybe when they come home from school or some other disconnected situation, and do a, something simple just to connect with them, just a couple minutes of playing around with them or hearing what's going on for them, or somehow engaging them will allow them to feel back a part of the system and they'll be more inclined to behave in a well-mannered way. Along these same lines, when you're talking to them, try not to use a harsh voice. Of course, this is really hard for all of us, but if you come with a harsh voice, they're gonna rebel. Nobody likes being spoken to in a bad way. Nobody likes feeling disrespected. None of us like it as parents, so why would a child like it? Why would a child like being told what to do any more than we do? The reality is that anytime we try to control them and use a harsh tone with them, they're gonna rebel in subtle or big ways. So see if you can stay in a loving, connected way where you focus on the attachment and redirect and enjoy the child from that place. The number four best thing that you can do to have a well-behaved child is to figure out why they're misbehaving. Look at what's happening for them that might be causing them to act out. Are they having trouble at school? Perhaps there's something happening in the family. Perhaps there's some way in which you and your partner are stressed and therefore they're acting out as a result of that stress. It is very rarely the child's fault that they're acting out. It's usually something in their environment that's leading them to having bad feelings in their system and then they act out of those bad feelings. It's so easy to blame the kid and not look at ourselves, but sit back, look at yourself, look at your partner, look at what's going on for them. There was one moment where I was really frustrated with my daughter because she didn't want to go to school and she was being so resistant and I kept pushing on her. Finally, it came out that she had a hard time at school the day before and that's why she didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't sit there and take the time to listen at first. Instead, I got frustrated with her. That didn't help anything. Finally, I was able to get out of my way, figure out what was going on for her, and address that in a way that she was able to go to school feeling much better. The third most important thing that you can do to have a well-behaved child is to set good boundaries. Yes, they need good boundaries, but they also need to be loving boundaries. And in order to do that, we have to be able to tolerate their discontent. We say they can't have ice cream, they throw a fit. We have to be able to stay with them in their fit and say, yeah, you really want ice cream and you're not gonna get ice cream and I understand why you're so upset about that. If we stay in a loving place, but hold that boundary and we can tolerate their upset, then they come to accept, okay, there's a boundary. I'm frustrated, that's okay. If on the other hand, we set boundaries and then let go of them all over the place because we can't actually tolerate what's happening for the child, or if we set boundaries that are really harsh and just impose them on our kids and they don't actually make sense, then it's likely to lead all kinds of misbehavior in our kids. And of course, it's okay to renegotiate a boundary. There's many times where I set a boundary and then realized it was ridiculous. If you can't justify the boundary to the kid, then you probably need to reassess it and look at why you're imposing this upon them. They need to be respected. 
It's not about giving them the wheel and letting them control the ship, but it is about understanding that they will rebel if they're not respected and treated as humans. If we can maintain a respectful connection with our child throughout their life, then they don't need to break from us in order to feel empowered and whole in themselves. The second most important thing you can do to have a well-behaved child is to not take a hard moment and try to make it a teachable moment. Wait for a calm moment. When your child is upset is not the moment to give them a lecture about how they're behaving poorly. Let yourself be there with them in their upset and in that moment, see if you can modulate your own upset, help get out of that moment. And then maybe that evening or later on when you're calm and connected, you can talk about how that went and what would have been better. Talk about what you could have done better and what they could have done better. Then they'll be able to hear you. When we are flooded and upset, we're unable to be rational. We're unable to connect with what might be a better way to be. We're just in our defensiveness. So giving our kids lectures in those kind of moments doesn't help. And if you're too flooded to not be able to stay calm with them, then give yourself a timeout. Disengage for a moment. Lie down on the floor and close your eyes. Take a few breaths. Your kid will be surprised and it'll allow you to regain your head so you can handle the moment with a lot more calm and poise. The number one most important thing that you can do to support your child to be well-behaved is to not use rewards and punishments. Yes, there are a lot of people out there that tell you to use these things in order to get your kid to behave, but countless research studies have shown that neither of these things work to make long-term change for your child. And the reality is that we have an intrinsic motivation, an inner desire to do things in life. When we feel pressured, whether or not it's with a reward or a threat to do something else, we lose that inner motivation. For example, kids love to learn, but if you threaten them that they don't do their homework, then they will move away from learning. Or if you even give them rewards for doing their homework, then they'll move away from learning because it becomes associated with coercion. It isn't associated with that inner yes, that inner sense of free will and I wanna do this because it's exciting. Instead, it becomes about getting the lollipop or the $5 or not having to listen you be upset with them. If on the other hand, the child is supported to be in touch with their own inner yes, for being a good person in the family, then they will do that because they feel connected to the family. If you can focus once again on the connection with the child and your sense of attachment with them, then they will feel good in themselves and they'll wanna be a good part of the family. If they're feeling coerced, they're gonna be resistant to you and it's gonna be really hard for them to behave well in a way that you're gonna be able to appreciate. Thank you for joining me for another episode. I'd love to hear your ideas on how to get your child to act well. Please join the conversation below, and I'll see you next time for another episode. Take care.